Warrensville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf, and today I have a very special guest, Sari Feldman, the Executive Director of the Cuyahoga County Library System. And she's with me to talk about our very own Warrensville Heights branch, which was created with $9 million of funds that were part of a $110 million capital improvement campaign um, to build new branches throughout Cuyahoga County. We were the very first one, which is quite an honor. Um, there was a great need for this facility and there was tremendous support from it uh, among residents, city council members, and the city hall staff. And you can hear Sari uh, admit to the fact that the old branch, she said, looked like a bunker and the imperative for this new one was to bring a lot of light into it. And they were very successful. This is a beautiful uh, facility with I'm actually in it right now recording in the studio. Um, so what she talks about are some of the um, new roles that libraries are playing in patrons' lives with an emphasis really more uh, about um, what services can be provided and less about the circulation of materials. And as a result, this branch has seen its particip participation numbers um, rise significantly from all age groups. And uh, you'll hear Ms. Feld Feldman uh, explain how part of the library's mission is to bring career development services to the branch. And she's going to end her <laughs> conversation with me, uh, revealing a few surprises that I think people will be very excited to hear about. So please uh, have a listen and, and discover some new things in your own backyard here at the Warrensville Heights branch of the Cuyahoga County Library. I'd like to welcome uh, Sari Feldman to the podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here, Sari. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, we are at the Warrensville Heights branch, and um, this is a relatively new library. So we're going to talk about this branch in particular, and we're also going to cover what's on the horizon for libraries. Okay. That's where this conversation is going. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, so let's just start with um, the process that, that led to the granting of a brand new library in Warrensville Heights. So it's a great story because Marsha Fudge was the mayor of Warrensville Heights and Brad Sellers was the economic development director. And at that time they had acquired um, the 60 plus acres of land in this area and Mayor Fudge um, talked to me about the possibility of building a library branch to anchor this space, to be kind of a, a community center as she would work toward bringing other community assets to the location. And, uh, May and then Economic Development Director, now Mayor Sellers, knew that we wanted to replace the branch. So really they were the inspiration for the idea. It took a few years to uh, put the funding together the land was deeded to the library by the city for as long as we run a library branch here, but the library financed the actual construction of the branch. Are you allowed to say how much it cost? Um, I want to say that this branch was $9 million. Okay. I think I'm right. And, <laughs> and how was that funded? So the library did the largest construction program in its then 90-year history, will be 100 years old in 2022, 
And this was the first project. We cut the ribbon in 2012. You mean the first project out of all the of the new new, new projects? Okay. We um, we. Um, How did we get so lucky? I just have to ask. Um, because we already had a well-established relationship in Warrensville Heights. There was a great need to improve the quality of library service in this community, and the existing branch really needed to be replaced. So it was kind of, and you had the property and the will of the city. The city was so enthusiastic. Uh, the mayor, the economic development director, but the entire council, the residents. Um, and so the library system saved $25 million. We put aside seven, uh, we, so we put aside $25 million. We uh, bonded or sold notes for $75 million and we raised $10 million. So we did a $110 million capital program of which this was the first project. And uh, if I just might go on, the very first community meeting that was held where we were going to announce our plans to build a new branch library and the city was going to talk about the possibility of building the YMCA, I thought nobody's going to come to this meeting. And I skated in about five minutes before the meeting was going to start. And there was no place to park. Luckily, one of the police officers kind of let me park at a diagonal and squeeze into a space. And I walked in just in time to a crowd of hundreds of people who were so excited about the two anchors, the possibility of a library and the possibility of a YMCA. And that spoke, no pun intended, volumes <laughs> to me, that this was a community so primed for library service and that we had to take advantage of the opportunity. Outstanding. Um, so what was the agenda with this library in terms of any special features that you wanted to include? I mean, for those who haven't been here, there is a, we are in a recording studio in the library itself. Yes. There is a classroom here where um, computer courses are held and uh, there's a children's section. Um, but, but tell me what the plan was from the beginning. So as soon as we um, began to establish kind of the roadmark toward getting the building built, we convened community meetings. So there were large community meetings, such as the one I just described. And then I think we held eight focus groups with different segments of the population. So senior citizens, teenagers, certain things were universal. Everybody said more natural light. And when you come to visit this branch, that's the feel you get the minute you walk through the door. People wanted color. The old branch, looked like a bunker and felt like a bunker. You know, it was a tiny window cement block. People wanted light and color. But then people wanted it to be a learning space. So the design of multi-size meeting rooms really lends itself to teaching classes such as high school equivalency or um, technology classes. We have a computer lab where we are enhancing the computer classes and an abundance of computers for the community. Then in the youth space, we have a 
a separate and distinct space for teenagers, and they wanted their own space. And then we also have a children's space that has interactive early childhood um, experiential services, play area, story time room. We have a homework center in this branch. So we have quiet space for people who want more of the traditional library experience, small meeting rooms that are available to everyone from you know, job seekers to business owners meeting clients. Um, so flexible space, um, lots of learning happening in the building all the time, and then space that belongs to this community where you can meet your neighbors, where you can um, settle in and enjoy a great community center type environment. Um, as we have quilters that, who are really artists that come here every Thursday to quilt together and now we've bought sewing machines they are going to start teaching quilting classes. So this space belongs to this community and just like they gave input on the design, they give input on the services we're delivering from the space. Excellent. Uh, so among those things, as I mentioned, there is this studio. Right. How was that decision made? Um, at the time we were building the building, we recognized that new digital tools would be a great learning opportunity so that lots of adults and children don't have access to digital recording uh, equipment um, as well as the abundance of computers we have here. So we took the opportunity to uh, include a digital lab. We knew music. We were hearing from people that music was a very important part of the community, as well as oral histories, uh, storytelling, and uh, you know this recording studio is kind of uh, like a, a little local history enhancement. As far as um, the circulation rates, what difference have you seen between the old branch and the new one, if you have that information? So circulation is definitely stronger in this facility, but as libraries are changing, we're less about what we have, so less about the physical circulation of materials, and more about what we do for people. What is really impactful about this new building is the higher level of activity and the number of people who are here every day, of people of every age. And that is a big change and something that we strive for in all our communities and in all of our facilities. Is that across the board? You're seeing more kids, more adults, or is it one or the other? Um, we definitely are seeing an increase in both ages and actually, um, you know, Nationally, the trend is that millennials are the fastest growing group of library users. And I think that has a lot to do with the transition that libraries are making from, you know, being, um, making content available, so that circulation transactional function, to focusing more on content creation or experiential learning. So for example, at this branch, we're in a recording studio, that's experiential learning, but we also have the garden out back, and kids come and they work on the garden, they learn about food, they learn about composting. I mean, we're building 
um, education memory through that experience. Excellent. Uh, speaking in those terms, uh, we should mention Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's visit here. That was extremely educational and entertaining and got a great turnout. Right. I think we were all very happy with that. And inspirational. Yes. So when we heard that he was coming to Cleveland State University, we um, reached out to the university to find out what it would take to partner with them, but particularly to bring him here to kick off the summer reading program. And we were very, very thankful for the support that we received from the city of Warrenville Heights to bring him here. And then the um, resounding enthusiasm. There were, we know there were 250 children here because we had a donor donate gift books that he pre-signed and every child received a book, but there were over 300 people in attendance. Can we give a shout out to who donated those books? Those um, sure, came? we certainly can. It was Peter and Julie Raskind. They are um, library supporters and I was telling the story of how Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was coming here and how I hoped that we would be able to provide books for children and she said, Peter and I can do that. Libraries, we could say, have been rapidly evolving and becoming so much more than places to check out books, uh, videos, and, and audio material. Um, how would you describe the role that they play in patrons' lives today? So how is the balance tipped? So at Cuyahoga County Public Library, our mission has long been to be at the center of community life where reading, lifelong learning, and civic engagement thrive. And we have been evolving to have that mission go even deeper. We want to be at the center of community learning. And while that sounds like a very lofty and noble goal for, for a library, what it really means to us is that when you come through our door, we want to meet you and support your information seeking or your learning needs. So for someone coming through their door, it might be, uh, I need to fix my refrigerator and I want you to help me find that YouTube video or that um, book that has that information. People are coming here for computer classes or they're coming here to use our wireless to do online education or apply for a job. We have trained staff at the library to be benefits navigators for Cuyahoga County. You can come to the library, you can enroll or do some of your compliance activities for your social benefits such as the SNAP or Medicaid right here at the library. We, our vision is to be the most convenient library in America. So bringing services right to this branch is also part of the vision. We currently have Ohio Means Jobs counseling here on a regular basis. And you're talking here in Warrensville Heights or? Right, yeah, okay. right here in Warrensville okay. Heights. They come to the branch and they meet with their clients right here. We would love to be able to bring more services like that, kind of plug it into our space. We have infrastructure. Um, again, you know, just really what does the community need? Taking our clue from the community. Um, for example, these quilters, they want to teach because they don't want the art of quilting to be lost with the next generation. So we've bought sewing machines so they can teach that skill right here at the library.
Excellent. Um, what are some of the systems goals in terms of programming system-wide? Is, is there any imperatives that you're trying to accomplish? Um, about two years ago, we absorbed a not-for-profit called Project Learn that was an adult education program. Soon after that, the state of Ohio came to us and asked us to take over another larger program. So today, we are the second largest provider of adult education from basic literacy through high school equivalency and high school equivalency testing, as well as English as a second language and citizenship classes. And that is a big initiative for us. We believe that um, we want a better educated community and that we can support that in our branches, making it more convenient, um, having less barriers to learning. When you are taking classes at the library, we're, it's, we're a familiar space. People come here for other purposes. You can bring your children with you. Um, you know, there's less barriers to entry to those classes. We hope to advance and offer even higher levels of instruction for adults, but we can wrap around all of our technology classes as well. And then for children, we're doing a great deal of work getting children ready for kindergarten, our, our extremely successful kindergarten club. We have an after-school homework center that runs in two shifts because it's at capacity. We are on we have homework centers from Monday through Thursday. We also do an art experience for young people on Fridays. In the summer, we offer what we call Camp Cuyahoga, which is built on the STEAM skills, the science, technology, um, art, math, and engineering skills that children um, need to experience, again, that hands-on learning. So all of this together is helping us to build not only an informal learning approach, but a formal learning approach that can result in certificates or even degrees for people. Excellent. Uh, I think I'd like to also know what you can share about the national scene as far as the evolution of libraries goes. What else is going on out there? <laughs> so I think we're um, experimenting and exploring what are so many of the national trends. For example, something that's coming to Warrensville Heights in the very near future will be circulating hotspots. So we know that many people don't have access to broadband in their homes. People will be able to borrow hotspots from the Warrensville Heights branch that will be activated, there will be no charge to individuals, and you'll be able to use them in their home. And that's thanks to a grant from the Cleveland Foundation. Just to understand that, um, what is the range? Um, so you'll use it in your house. You'll right. take the hotspot home. Oh, you'll it's a device? It's, it's a, a device. device. Okay. okay. You'll borrow it the way you would borrow a book, <laughs> and you'll be able to activate it in your home to use with um, your smartphone or right. your iPad or whatever device you use in your home. What are you anticipating the loan period would be? Well, right now we're looking at three weeks with the option for renewing if it's not being used by anyone else. But um, it's a pilot, and the Cleveland Foundation is providing this to us at four different locations in Cuyahoga County, but Warrensville Heights is one of them. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, how many of these are you going to have? 
I, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, 100, 200, 50? Um, I think we bought, I think we bought 300 for the first okay. go-around, but don't quote me on that. Okay, okay, that's, that's fine. Um, that's exciting. It's a very exciting project. Another project that we're working on right now, which is also very much from the national trends of what's happening um, in libraries and what's happening in learning, we're taking our fantastic kindergarten club model and creating a baby club model. So just like that milestone of getting your child ready to enter school, we know that the birth of a child is an important milestone for learning development. So we are going to be working with families and their new babies. And that we use the word family very broadly. So that is any adult or sibling that may be connected to a child's life, we want everyone to be involved. We really believe it takes a village, so we'll bring everyone into our space. And then um, another uh, trend that we are going to adopt at Warrensville Heights Branch is an enhancement to our food programs. We had a donor who has funded a portable kitchen, so we'll be teaching cooking at the Warrensville Heights branch, we hope in starting in 2019. That's very exciting. Yeah. Can, can we give a credit where it is sure due to this donor as well? Um, this donor is um, the Morgan Family Foundation, in particular a woman named Pat Culp, who volunteered here all summer long and read to children in our summer lunch program. and they recognize the kinds of learning that can happen when people learn about healthy food, healthy eating, healthy cooking, the math skills, the reading skills, the cooperation in a group cooking project. So we're very excited about this and we can't wait till the kitchen arrives. Where are you going to put it? In one of the classrooms? Um, it's a portable kitchen so yeah. it kind of folds up into itself so it won't need a lot of storage space. But I'm saying you'll have the class in one of the We'll classes. have classes in, yeah, in one, one of the um, rooms that we have available. That's exciting, but let's just return for a second to the summer lunch program. Um, what was the participation like in that program? I think on the average there were 30 to 40 children here every day, That's and great. the summer lunch program is very important. This summer um, we also, uh, one day a week, they served breakfast in the branch, and we have started having nutritional snacks available for all, any time children come in and identify that they are hungry. Um, it, during the school year, five days a week, we serve a brown bag supper, so to speak, that's given out um, through the homework center or through the art experience. Food instability is something that no child should experience, and we work with, closely with the food bank to make sure that children are fed. Well, thank you, Sari. Uh, we've You're covered welcome. a lot of ground here, and right. I appreciate your input. People and should come visit, because I've only scratched the surface of what it's like at the Warrensville Heights branch. Well, it is a wonderful place to be, and again, thank you for being our guest. Thank you.